Pittsburgh Baseball Coaches Association podcast. I'm your host, Levi Bristow, and this is all things Kentucky High School Baseball. I'm ecstatic to have on the new state champion of Tate's Creek Baseball, Larry Pointer, and also a special guest of mine, as, as a lot of listeners are aware, is uh, my brother-in-law, and uh, he is coming off his first state championship, and I'm excited to have him on the phone today and talk about all things Tate's Creek and Larry Pointer. And uh, and want to thank him for a great segue into our last uh, segment with uh, Zach as we talked we talked about him a little bit and then he went on to win this championship. So so Larry, how are we doing today, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Of course, of course, man. So how's it feel to be a to be a state champion? It it is one of the most unbelievable feelings you'll ever uh, experience. It um, words can't describe it. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I told you and. And I was there at the uh, state championship game in the family section, of course. And uh, I'll never forget the moment when you, you ran on the field to both hands on your head and was shaking your head. I was like, that's that's it right there, man. That's awesome. Can you yeah, describe it, that moment afterwards? Well, you know, it's funny. is going through the districts and, and uh, region, you know, usually it was the guy, the coach that's standing next to me. You know, we hug and, you know, walk out on the field. And, you know, when we turned the double play – I just took off. I mean, it was just a release of so much emotion. Um, You know, and it's funny, I've got video of it, of of two of our younger coaches chasing me on the field. Um, Yeah. But it it really was just like, it was just an overwhelming uh, release, you know, of of a lot of hard work for, you know, our coaching staff and our players and, you know, just the excitement of, uh, you know, getting there and, and, and winning it was, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I can only imagine, man. That's that's, and the best part about that is you had a bunch of rookie coaches this year, didn't you? You know, we're fortunate. Um, this coming this past season, we everybody that is coaching with us now has either played at Tate's Creek or has had a son play at Tate's Creek. So, you know, I've got six assistant coaches, and they're all Tate's Creek guys, and I think that's huge uh, for our program. Yeah. So let's let's kind of rewind a little bit. You obviously went to Tate's Creek High School, and, and let's talk about your playing days a little bit, and uh, how you got into coaching. Well, I, you know, I played for Ron Cole, who was our first baseball coach. He was there 30 years. Uh, he started the program, and you know, I came in towards the end of his career, um, and was lucky enough to make a run very similar to what our guys did this year. But unfortunately, in 1990, we made it to the, the state championship game and lost to Paintsville. Um, you know, which was heartbreaking. You know, you get there and it was one of those things this year uh, that was right, you know, in the back of my mind the whole the whole time we're making our run is, man, if yeah. we get there, I can't be a loser twice. You know, it's yeah. like, I, I just can't do that, you know. Um, but, you know, I, I loved our, uh, loved, you know, guys that I played with uh, were at the state championship game. Um, you know, they were constantly sending me uh, keeping up with the team, you know, once we got ourselves out of district. Uh, so it was neat to see our Tate's Creek community and family kind of all come back together, you know, while we were making our run. Yeah. Yeah, the crowd definitely was uh, was very pro Tate's Creek in the, for the games you were there. And it must have been nice to be just a few miles down the road. Maybe not a few miles, but, you know, a good – six, seven miles, not too far away from the uh, state championship. That would yeah. help a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and it's funny, you know, we're there and, you know, we're busy getting ready for the game. And then, you know, I turned around after the national anthem 
and kind of looked from home plate all the way down, you know, the line and was like, wow, there's a lot of people here for us. Yeah. Um, you know, our, our Tate's Creek baseball family and community about Tate's Creek is a, really a neat place. Um, almost like small town where everybody gets behind it. Um, that's what's neat about Tate's Creek is when your teams are, are making those types of runs, every, the community comes right back out for you. Uh, and you could really, you could really see it uh, with our fan base. So, as far as uh, once you got done playing, what what you do with your career there? Did you get into coaching right away, or what? You know, I, I went to EKU and tried to play. Um, figured out that baseball and books and studying, you know, wasn't I wasn't the best fit for me. Um, so I quit playing. Came, you know, came back to went to started in the UK. And Coach Cole called me. He's like, hey, we're, we want to start a JV program. And so, you know, I was like, ah, yeah, I'll do it. You yeah. Know, I'm 20 years old. Um, coaching guys that are just a few, you know, years younger. Um, but Cole was really good to me. He allowed me to learn, you know, right from the get-go. Uh, I made my own schedule. I ordered my own uniforms and baseballs and everything, you know, I had to, you know, coordinate with umpires myself. So, you know, he allowed me to learn really what it took to be a head coach very early in my career. Um, And then from there, um, Coach Cole retired and Dom Pusey uh, took over the program. And it's funny, I was coaching summer ball and we're playing out at Athens. And I'm there early getting the field ready. Dom shows up because that's that's the team we're playing. And he starts helping me get the field ready, you know, as a visiting coach, but that's, that's Dom. And by the end of the night, you know, he's asked me, hey, would you come on and, and help me at, at Creek? And I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, that's how that all started. And, you know, been a Tate Creek guy my whole life. And I uh, was very fortunate to learn from Dom. Um, and, you know, the very fortunate to, that Coach Cole allowed me to, you know, learn uh, as well so early in my career. What was the, would you say the biggest takeaways you had from, from Dom? Uh, as far as a head coach and the things he did well and, and some of the things you might have took from, from him now? You know, it was Dom. I learned a lot of the strategy of baseball. Um, you know, the, just the ins and outs of what you're, what you as a coach should be looking for um, to give your team an advantage. And Dom was unbelievable at that. And then I was very fortunate, too, to work with Rodney Martin uh, after he had left Lexington Catholic we had two years together when I was at Dunbar and I learned a lot from Rodney and Rodney's approach was a little different in the fact of he was very big into um, the communication with the yeah. kids. Um, you know, he, he taught me that, you know what, if they trust you, they'll play their, their tails right. off for you. Um, you know, and that's, that's big with this generation. Um, because I'm a very passionate person and you know, when the game gets going, I want to win just as bad as the kids do. And sometimes my emotions get the best of me. Um, and so just learning to calm myself, um, and just let them play, um, you know, was something that I took away from, from, uh, Rodney. So after, so you're at Tate's Creek for how long as an assistant originally? Uh, 10 years. years. And then, yeah. And then I took, you know, took the Brian station job uh, to get some experience and then moved on to Dunbar and then 
fortunate enough to uh, come back uh, with Dom his last two years. And then, um, you know, obviously very fortunate to take over my alma mater after Dom retired. And as far as, so what was the biggest thing that, that you felt like going from a from an assistant to head coach back to an assistant, you thought that you could bring to the program and was your areas you were trying to grow more as a coach or, or anything like that? You know, for us, for us, the transition was very easy because, you know, I'd been there yeah. for 10 years. I left, came back for two years. Um, you know, so the transition from, you know, Dom retiring to me taking over was very easy. Um, I had a great group of seniors that year and I knew all of them because I was there as an assistant. Okay. Um, and then those kids just bought in to what we were trying to accomplish. Um, because they knew that transition was going to be seamless. Um, you know, we didn't come in and change a lot of stuff. Um, Dom ran a great program. So, you know, we just kind of just kept doing what, you know, we do at Tate's Creek. And, you know, and that's – so it made it very easy for our kids. So as far as once you took over, you're the head coach, was there anything as far as, you know, so whatever – well, whatever it was, Tate Street Baseball is about. How would you describe that as far as, like, the culture or things you focus on or what? You know, it, for us, it's, uh, you know, it's about competing every day. And, you know, that was one of the things that Dom instilled in those guys was every day you compete no matter who you're playing. And, you know, that was very important for me for moving forward and, and me taking over is that we didn't want to take a, a step back. You know, we, we've got a great tradition at Page Creek. Um, you know, we wanted to keep pushing forward. And, and like I said, it, it made it easy because you, you just kind of followed the path of what Tom had right. set. And, you know, and that's like I said, it, it's playing hard, uh, working hard, you know, at practice, um, doing things to get yourself better. Um, and then for our group this year, the biggest thing, you know, for them was one, learning to trust one another and being happy for your teammate when you're failing. Um, and, you know, that was, I think, the biggest difference for our guys this year. I see. Now, did you all do that? How did you attack that as far as uh, focusing that on with, with, the, with the team culture this year? You know, the biggest thing that, that changed for us is, you know, we were able to add some young coaches full of yeah. energy. Um, again, Tate's Creek guys um, that never questioned our guys uh, when we were in a bad stretch or not playing well. <clears throat> and then we constantly talk to our guys um, about, you know, what it is to be a good teammate. And it just took our guys until their senior year to get it. Um, you know, we've had this talent uh, on the field since they were sophomores. Uh, yeah. But they just could not get past themselves, so to speak. And then this year, you know, and, you know a lot of it might be maturity. I think it was, you know, a difference in – how, how we dealt with them as coaches and, you know, the energy level and, you know, they were having fun doing what they were doing um, just made made a, that difference, you know. So, you know, you took their talent and now all of a sudden these guys can go 0 for 4 and they go, but we won, you know, because if you look at our run this year, different guys stepped up at different places, you know, different uh, spots. We didn't have to rely on one guy all the time. Um, there were times in, you know, the, the region and stuff that are on top of our order wasn't getting it done and the bottom of the order did it. 
you know, and then you flip it around the next game and the top of the order is leading us. So it was neat to see guys step up and, and contribute. And, you know, and again, it was, it was a lot of just team first attitude. That's awesome. I, I gave him awesome. I give him an awesome reference in there for every podcast. Uh, so as far as, <laughs> so now let's talk about a little about the district and the last few years, you know, you guys have been battles in those first rounds because your district's pretty tough. So I'll, let's brag about your district a little bit and how hard it is to get a district uh, there in the Lexington area. Well, for us, you know, I, I, I've said it a million times, our district is like playing in the SEC um, at college baseball. Um, it's a grind because um, you're facing D1 guys left and right um, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And, yeah. You know, mentally it takes a lot. Um, but I also think that because of the district we play in, helps prepare us for postseason. Um, but it, it is brutal. It's uh, you got to have a little bit of luck sometimes to get out of our district. Uh, sometimes the best team doesn't get out uh, because you know you run into a guy that you know is so good on the mound that he shuts you down, and you know the next thing you, you look up and you're done. Um, but it is it's it's fun to coach and play in. Yeah. But it definitely is, it, it takes a it takes a toll on on you over the course of the year. Right, of course. I can I can so understand that. Uh, so once we got so moving on to the season, and as I, I referenced this before and I think in other podcasts, if not a non conversation that, you know, you guys we played Sen X, we played Trinity, and uh, we didn't get to play you all unfortunately because it rained out. Uh, yeah, whatever rained out. But <laughs> I thought um, seeing you all that you were the best team we saw all year. And uh, yeah. And just, just especially when we watched y'all play Paducah Tillman, and it was just a different level. It seemed like it. Paducah Tillman's a great ball club too, and mm-hmm. and uh, but it was it was good to see what I perceived, and a lot of other coaches perceived that the you know not every year the best team wins, but I really thought you guys were the best team we've seen on the field all year. Along with the fact that you're right, you know you we had conversations a couple of years ago when I first got into coaching about how you did play freshmen and sophomores at the varsity level. Can you talk a little bit about your, about your seniors this year and how a lot of those guys were three and I think a couple of them are four-year starters? Yeah. Um, you know, Colin Burgess, our catcher, was a four-year starter. Blaine Deaton was a four-year starter. Uh, Noah Blythe was a four-year starter. Um, and then we had, you know, several other guys, Eli Tenza, who started for three years. Um, Byron yeah. Smith, who started for three years. You know, and again, they, I, it they just they had talent and you saw that um you always saw with this group man if they could put it together they could be a special group um and i was really hoping that they would make that run as juniors uh but they you know honestly they just weren't ready um yeah but you know they uh they've always had that it factor um and you know like i said it was it was special to coach them this year because just their attitude about how they handled everything day to day changed. Um, so, you know, I know it's tough sometimes as coaches, you know, we have those tough years and that's like, do I really have to go to the, you know, to the field today? Um, yes. This yes. was one of those years that I couldn't wait to go to practice. I couldn't wait to go to a game. Um, it was very exciting. And it's a lot of it is because like I said, I loved being around them this year. Um, they made it fun and you know at the end when I told them I said guys thank you for letting me take this take this ride with you um, because it was it was it was a, a very uh, fun experience with with young people yeah yeah that's awesome man that kind of 
I had one of my uh, my friends. He's coaching seven under baseball, and he asked, he had a bunch of pictures on Facebook. I'm like, oh, I got into coaching, and he's like, I'm obsessed. I'm like, oh, it's just beginning. You have no oh, idea. Oh man. So and I anyways. So that's that, that's great. Those young people and young crowds tend to make you feel younger. That's for sure. So as far as uh, let's just talk a little bit about more specifics about you, uh, Coach Pointer, mm-hmm. uh, Larry. Um, so what were some of the the things earlier in your career that you felt you maybe could that you learned to do better now as you as you progress your through your coaching career? It's funny as I was telling our coaches um, after you know the state tournament that I learned as much this year about coaching as I have. Um, yeah. And a lot of that has to do with, again, I'm just very competitive by nature. And I always tell our guys, my bark is a lot worse than my bite. So like one of that. the things I had to learn this year, you know, errors, errors happen. You know, baseball is a game of failure. Um, Never heard that. <laughs> my reaction a lot of times to our failures as a team was very you know, abrupt and you know in your face kind of thing. Yeah. And I just don't you know honestly, I young people today, at least in Lexington area, don't respond that well. Um, so I had to make a, a just a personality change this year to be more laid back, to you know accept that they're going to fail in big moments, um, but also teach them that when they fail, you get to get that opportunity again and be ready to succeed so you know that was probably one of the biggest things I learned this year um, you know as a coach but you know every year we're you know you're constantly learning something um, I learned a ton from our new assistants you know the, these guys have you know played and played college baseball a little bit um, I literally managed this team um, they did the coaching day in and day out uh, and, and they did a fabulous job um, so you know every year you're learning man because if you're not learning you're, you're falling behind could not have said it any better that's the whole purpose of this podcast is not only to learn but to, but to get to know the coaches around Kentucky and and uh, I know everybody will hopefully all the listeners out there will definitely know Larry a lot better as I'm fortunate enough to get to know very well and uh, so the other question I got for you and I mm-hmm. got to fill it a little bit was uh, how heavy is that state championship trophy? It is actually pretty heavy. Um, <laughs> you know, but, hey, you know, I would, be, I would I would carry it around everywhere if I could. Um, <laughs> you know, but no, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty heavy trophy. I was, uh, it's, it's impressive. We've got it in our trophy case now. And, um, there, it's funny, when I'm at school, it, it, I find myself going by that trophy case daily just to take a look at it. So. Man, I cannot, I cannot blame you for that. I probably would too. <laughs> so, another question, like that, we kind of as we wrap this baby up a little bit. Coach, uh-huh. What is uh, so what the association? What are some things you think that maybe we could do better, or the uh, or some things are doing great as far as uh, improving baseball across the state of Kentucky? You know, I think the association does a fabulous job of promoting our players. Um, you know, and I think that's something that you know, being in, in it as long as I have and getting to see Sherm and Bill Miller and those guys keep growing um, our association is phenomenal. Um, because like I said, it gives it gives our kids opportunities um, to be showcased, to be recognized for, for great play. And, you know, I think that's something that in years past, 
you know, we, we weren't doing uh, that, you know, now we are. And it's, it's awesome for our kids, you know, the East West all-star game, you know, all of that stuff that they do. Um, and they don't really have to, that's what's awesome about it. They don't have to do this and, and they do it because they're baseball guys. They love kids and, you know, they just, they help promote a sport that is kind of, you know, I, I always say Kentucky is a baseball sport instead of a basketball or a basketball state. Uh, it's a baseball state. And, you know, our guys do a, a tremendous job promoting it. Last question has got me thinking there. Um, Southeast and Middle League. That's a little league uh-huh. kind of feeds mainly your players. Is that correct? Yep. Let's talk a bit. Let, let's go ahead and swing, swing this up a little bit before we end up the uh, podcast. But let's talk uh-huh. a little bit about the importance of that little, that little league, the Kyle Ripken League, and what a great job that you're doing there. You know, that, that league is very competitive um, nationally. You know, and you're right. Most all of our players come through that that uh, that program. I think this past season, I think seven of our nine starters uh, yeah. played at Southeast. Yeah. Um, and they just keep producing great talent. Um, and it, you know, the, the people that are, that were there, you know, the faces changed, but they're a lot like, you know, the traditions that we have in our high school program, they've got a tradition of winning there. Yeah. And it's important to them. And so the kids learn at an early age how to be competitive. Um, and, you know, that's, it, it's a huge difference for, you know, for us, um, you know, being affiliated with Southeastern and having them sending us their young men, uh, you know, once they get to high school, it's, uh, it's tremendous. Cause you know, one of the things that's great about Chase Creek is even on our down years, we'll always, we always have talent, right, um, of course. you know, and, and again, that comes from Southeastern, you know, and it also comes from our summer ball coaches that, you know, take the time in there in the summer that to coach these kids, you know, the KBC, the elite, you know, all of those summer ball programs, they do, they do an awesome job of, you know, giving our kids the exposure to get to college and giving them those extra ABs and, you know, and, and again, it's a baseball community that just keeps growing and growing and keeps producing a ton of talent out of our state. That's it, so true. If, if you look around, it's everywhere, you know, um, all the way in Western Kentucky with McCracken County and, you know, Paducah Tillman to Rowan County. There is good baseball players all over the state. And a big shout out to uh, Gino Miller of McCracken who played his last game in the state championship. I, I believe so. I got to talk to him before you all played in the, uh, in the state tournament. And uh, he's obviously did a great job at McCracken County. And, and I'm sure that's a job that a lot of people probably have will be applying for if it does become available unless he changes his mind. I have no idea, but but uh, what a run they've had the last few years. You know? Yeah, that, that's a team that, you know, as young as they were, they'll they'll be making a run next year um, again, you know, to, yeah. to contend for that state title. And, you know, I know Trinity is fairly young too. So, you know, those are two teams that, you know, if I, if I was heading into next year, I would say, that, you know, those two are looking at it at, you know, the end of the road. Uh, that they yeah, could possibly, possibly be there again. Well, that's right. Well, hey, Coach, I appreciate for uh, making us get this podcast worked out. And I was going to get you. I was going to get you on anyway. I know that <laughs> for a lot of our listeners out there, don't realize that I have control of his wife a little bit, so I can make. Yeah, I was yeah. going to make it happen regardless, because <laughs> uh, I know you're a little apprehensive about it first. But 
hey, I appreciate you. And uh, great job this year, man. Congratulations. And, uh, and like I said, I'll never forget that moment. You throwing your hands in your head. And, and I know a lot of stuff you've been through. And, and I'm so proud to call you brother, man. So congratulations. Well, thank and, you. Uh, and I'm sure I'll be seeing you too, Coach. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. What a great episode by Coach Pointer. It was great to get him on. As uh, as you saw there at the end, he was a little apprehensive about it. But like I said, you know, there's no control like having control of somebody's wife. I know that they say the man is the head of the household, but the woman's the neck. And she can turn the head anywhere she wants it to go. I know it's true in my household and a lot of others out there. So props to all the, the necks out there of the women who control the husbands and letting us... Uh, you know, for the most part, be a part of the high school baseball and baseball across the state. That being said, we are in the dead period as a reminder. And uh, any questions about what you can or cannot do, you can look it up on the KHSA website. And also, we did retweet it uh, a few days ago as uh, one of the other sources out there had a great summary of what you can and cannot do. Uh, so make sure we're following the rules there. Also, we have our next guest lined up, which will be out in a week. I like to let it le- set for at least a week or two to give the coaches their uh, their listens and respect as far as because once you release a new podcast and that tends to overrule the previous podcast as far as listens so I want to keep coach Porters out there for at least the next week and then we'll release the next one and also that being said I want to thank for all the support this year as we are up to 4,000 listens up on on the podcast which has been amazing and uh, now that we're the season's over and and most of us are now hanging out by the pool and, and going to Disney and doing trips like that, which my family is leaving for Disney today, which I'm excited about with my two and four year old. And uh, they're going to have a great time, that's for sure. But uh, we will be hitting up coaches. And uh, please hit us up on Twitter, hit me up on email, levibristo at gmail.com, the KHS BCA um, Twitter page. Uh, is also Chris Langston's, and we're taking that over a lot more. Uh, he's one of our board members on the um, on the panel and uh, he is a Lafayette's head baseball coach and Hall of Famer and we love him and um, so that being said send us what you all want to hear any ideas because we have a few topics that are going to be a little different coming up especially our next podcast and I don't want to spoil it so that being said thank you all for listening hope you're having a great summer and uh, never stop learning <laughs>